Welcome to the Frugal Family Home Podcast, where my goal is to help you be more intentional with your time, your money, and your life. I'm your host, Shelly Olson from frugalfamilyhome.com. Hi, and welcome to episode 18 of the Frugal Family Home Podcast. I'm so glad you're able to join me today. Today, I'm talking about five ways that we save money all the time. And so let's get started. Changing your spending habits is like going on a diet at First, you have to just force yourself to think differently, and then after a time, it becomes more natural. This is also true for saving money. You need to force yourself out of the habit of spending money and change it to a new habit of saving money. It does take some time, and there may be a setback or two, but you can eventually become a saver instead of a spender. Now, how do I know this? I know this because I am a reformed spender. I used to shop for entertainment. I worked hard. I made good money. Why couldn't I just spend it as I please? That is the thinking that got us into debt. Those are the actions that got us into debt. We needed to change how we thought about money and start being savers. The funny thing about becoming a saver is you don't have to make a big drastic change for your thought process to start to change. It can be a little one this week or this month that you change. Then another little thing next week or next month. But it all builds up like a snowball until you are finally really saving money each month with all those little changes. This week, I wanted to share a few changes we've made and continue to make each month to help us save money. Most of them are little things we do as a family that haven't been a big adjustment. We didn't change them all at once in one week or even in one month, but we did it over time. And now they are habit that we don't even think about now. So let's start with the very first one. The first big change we made was cutting the cable cord. This I think was harder for me than my husband. You see, from the moment cable TV came into our area, our house had it. I remember being a teen and knowing we were getting cable TV installed. I actually watched the first music video ever played on MTV. From that time on, we had cable in the home I lived in. From that moment on, after we got married, my husband and myself got cable in our home. But never mind, we never watched half the channels and it cost so much a month. So it was a big decision when we finally decided to no longer have cable TV. Now it's been over 20 years and I can say I haven't missed it. I now find that the -the over-the-air television, which is free with an antenna, gives us all the programs we could want to watch and more. We did invest in a DVR Plus so we could record shows when we want to watch and watch them commercial-free. Plus, you can pause live TV, which is really nice if you need a bathroom break. I think at the time we cut the cable cord, we were paying around $60. Now, today, that same cable package is about $120. So we saved a little bit over the last 20 years, a little bit over $14,000. Now, that's a lot of money when you think about it. The second thing we do to save money each month is a while ago, we switched up our drinking habits. We used to drink pop milk and juice regularly. My husband could drink a whole container of juice in one day. I would guess that we were spending around $10 extra a week just for products to drink from the store. In one year, that would equal $520. I wish I could remember when we changed this, but truthfully, I can't. I would say it's been at least 10 years now. So that would net us 
a little bit over $5,000 in savings over those 10 years. We now drink water at most meals and anytime we are thirsty. I do purchase some soda and juice, but on a less frequent basis and usually only when I have a coupon or that there's it's on sale or there's a buy one, get one free. I probably spend about $5 a month on extra drinks now. And the rest of the time we just drink regular tap water that's filtered through the fridge. It was a small change, but over the years, it has saved us quite a bit of money. The third thing that we changed when we started to really um, dig out of debt, we changed the way we purchased clothing. During my shopping days, I would, I owned a lot of clothing and a lot of shoes. I had so much, it was crazy trying to get it all into the closet and the dresser. I was always struggling for places to put those clothes that I purchased for myself, my husband, M, and our daughter. I used to spend about $150 to $200 a month on clothing for our family, and that's when clothing was a lot less expensive than it is today. Now I budget $40 a month for our family of four. How do we stay dressed at $40 a month? Well, we shop clearance sales, I shop thrift stores, and I go to garage sales. We are also blessed to have friends who pass along clothing to us that their kids outgrow and, or don't want any longer, and we pass along our extra clothing to those other people too. With this small change, we are saving $110 a month over what I used to spend. I changed our clothing shopping habits when I quit working about 16 years ago which has netted us a savings of more than $20,000 over those 16 years. That is a lot of money. Now, before you decide that thrift store or garage sale shopping isn't for you, I find lots of great clothes with tags still on them for ultra cheap prices when I go to garage sales and thrift stores. I save even more by looking for items that are half off on with certain tags at the thrift store, or I shop on their, at their half-price day. Plus, sometimes I come across really good deals. 14 years ago, I found a leather purse, and this purse was a really nice leather purse. It's a nice thick leather purse, and it still had the price tag on it for $150. It had never even been used. I purchased it at, the, at a garage sale for 5 bucks. It is the one item that I get compliments on all the time. When people ask me where I bought it, I love to tell them that I found it at a garage sale for $5. It just blows their mind that you can find something this great somewhere like a garage sale. I have some items that I do purchase new. The items I purchase new for our family are socks, underwear, bras, shoes, and pajamas, as well as clearance items I find. I recently picked up a new swimsuit for our son. I was able to get it for $6 on clearance. Now, that same swimsuit would have cost us $16 or more had I bought it at the beginning of the summer, but I knew he would be outgrowing his swimsuit, so I started to look at the clearance sales and found one that he liked, saving at least $10 on one item. It does take a little planning and a little shopping, but you can clothe your family for a whole lot less. The fourth thing we do, and this may not be agreeable to everyone, is we turn down our thermostat. We keep our heating costs low by adjusting our thermostat down in the winter. We keep our house at 61 degrees, and I know that might be too chilly for 
some people, and we do that almost all winter long. And our family likes it cooler in the house, more than warmer. And so this is not a hard thing for us to do. And if it seems cold to us in the house, which occasionally it does, I will start a wood stove fire to keep us warm. But often we just put on an extra layer of clothing and we are fine. I'm not really sure how much we save by turning our thermostat down. But I know from the energy flyers that we get, we use about half as much of the gas than other um, houses in our area. So I would assume we're saving anywhere from $40 to $60 a month. So not too bad. We're also home all day long because we homeschool and I work from home. So we don't turn our thermostat down any lower during the day because we don't leave. But if you leave for a time during the day, you might consider turning your thermostat down. When you leave for the day, turn the thermostat down a few degrees to help the furnace keep from running while you're away. Even if it's just four hours a day, it can really help you save. Also, turn your thermostat down when you go to bed at night. It might help you sleep better, and it'll save you money too. If remembering to turn down the thermostat when you go, and up when you come home, and back down when you go to bed is a little too cumbersome to remember, try installing a programmable thermostat. We have a regular thermostat that you can program each day for four different temperatures during the day. And then you can have different settings for the weekends too. In the morning, before we get up, our thermostat automatically turns the heat on just a little bit to warm it up because we keep our heat pretty low in the, while we're sleeping. And if we were to leave daily for work or school, we could have it automatically turn down the heat when we leave. Then it would turn the heat back up right before we got home and then back down again when we, go to, when we were going to bed. You can program it and then not need to worry about it again. Most of them have a manual override for times when you're home from school or work on a holiday so it's not hard to adjust it manually yourself. If programming a thermostat is not something you want to do, you can get a smart thermostat like a Nest. A Nest has the ability to learn your patterns and adjust the temperature of your home itself, which is pretty cool. Plus, most of the smart thermostats have an app so you can adjust the thermostat with your smartphone or device without even having to get up. I'll leave a link in the show notes so that you can see about this thermostat and the other programmable thermostats too if you're interested. The programmable thermostats can be a little pricey, at least twice as much as the standard thermostat. You don't have to buy them often, so having the convenience of a programmable thermostat might be well worth the cost. Now, the fifth way that we save money is by using coupons the right way. I used to coupon a lot, and I mean a lot. I would get more than we needed, stock it away for later, and but I also burnt myself out on coupon shopping because I was going every weekend to pick up all the deals with coupons. I mean, we ended up with two years worth of toothpaste stocked away, and that was just way more than I needed to stop. The first thing to remember about couponing is to only buy those things that you know you will use. And it seems like a really simple concept, but it's easy to get caught up on getting the good deal with the or with the coupons or getting something for free. But it's not a good deal 
if the money you spend goes to waste because no one in your house will use or eat the items you purchased. Be sure each item you are purchasing with a coupon is one that you will actually use and not just one you are buying because it's free or a really good deal. Use coupons with sales is the second thing to remember. You can save the most when you combine coupons with sales. When you are looking at your sales flyers for the week and you see something on sale that you would normally purchase, Check to see if you have a coupon to match the sale to save even more. When you combine a sale with a coupon, you can really save. Plus, if the store has store coupons also for the item, you can often combine the store coupon, the manufacturer's coupon, and take advantage of the sale too. And that's when you can really save a lot of money. The next thing you want to do is stockpile only what you need until the next sale. When I was full on couponing, I would buy way too much when I found a good deal. I still have huge boxes in my linen closet with makeup, soaps, razors, shaving cream, lip balm, toothpaste, toothbrushes, and more that I got for free or just for pennies a few years ago. Luckily for me, these things are not going to go bad and we'll be able to eventually use them, but it's way more than we needed at the time, and I had to actually set up a storage system to keep all of this extra products on hand. When coupon shopping, be sure to coupon shop sensibly and just stock for the next three to four months. Most items go on sale every 12 weeks or so, so if you purchase four months worth of the product, you'll be assured to have enough. It's all right to let a good coupon deal go by. And if you want to help others, instead of taking advantage of the deal that you don't really need, leave the coupon for someone else to use at the store. I often leave coupons on the store shelves when I don't need them. And I've actually found coupons that other people have left too. So it's, it's great to do this and you can bless others too. So those are five ways that we save money. One, we cut our cable costs by just cutting cable altogether. Now, if cutting cable altogether is not right for you and your family, maybe try finding a less expensive package to go with to eliminate a lot of those channels you don't watch anyways. Two, change your drinking habits. Switch off to water for the majority of your drinking and you can really save money that way. Three, change the way you shop for clothes. Be open to shopping clearance, thrift stores, and garage sales for the clothing you need. Or turn down that thermostat just a few degrees. It can help you save money. Or consider getting a programmable thermostat that can help adjust the temperatures when you go to bed, when you get up, and when you leave for work. And number five, use coupons sensibly. There's no use in using coupons to save money on items you're never going to use anyway. So I hope you can find one of these areas to start with that will help you save money too. It can be much easier if you start with just one change, get used to it, and then add another soon. Making these small adjustments over time, you'll be saving so much money that it will seem effortless and like it didn't bother you at all to make these changes. So that is it for this episode. If you want to find the things I talked about in this episode, you can find them in the show notes at frugalfamilyhome.com forward slash podcast forward slash 18. Thanks so much for listening and we will see you next time.